Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm or how we are keeping things simple in our homeschool, or mostly I just talk about my faith and always pointing it back to Jesus, because I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos these days is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the stuff of this world. So today I'm really excited to talk about some homeschooling topics, and today's episode will be all about homeschooling through the holidays. And first, I wanted to mention that this podcast is sponsored by Apologia. And right now, you can grab their free Christmas ebook called Good Tidings. What a perfect thing for this podcast episode, right? We're talking about homeschooling through the holidays. And you can get this um, resource at www.homeschool-101.com slash good tidings. I will also have a link right to that on the podcast episode uh, blog page. This book that they're offering is free, and it's over 40 pages of encouragement articles, devotionals, copywork, art projects, science lessons, and like I said, it's completely free. So thank you, Apologia, for sponsoring this podcast and for providing such wonderful resources for the Christian family. So today we're going to talk about homeschooling through the holidays and how on earth do we get through this time of year? When we have so much on our plate as homeschoolers already, and then we throw into it the mix of the Christmas season, right? Now, if you listen to the podcast last week, episode number 70 was about simplifying Christmas. And perhaps you may need to refresh already uh, and re-listen to that one. If you heard it last week and it all sounded great, and then you got into your week and you started to get overwhelmed, you may want to go back and listen. If you haven't listened to that one, you may want to go listen to that and just be encouraged that we don't have to fall into the trap at this time of the year that our culture kind of sets for us, right? And tells us to um, go after gifts and materialism and greed and consumerism and commercialism. Last week, I talked about really taking back our Christmas and not letting Satan steal our holiday, right? This season is all about Jesus. And even though the episode is titled Simplifying Christmas, I said there is really nothing simple about Christmas. The fact that God sent his son to save us from our sins is beyond uh, comprehension and it is immense and um, magnificent and it is not simple. But um, the beauty is that we can celebrate this magnificent um, occurrence in our simple way and not to be greedy like the world and wrapped up in consumerism. Because I talked about it last week and I said there is nothing glorifying mm-hmm. to God about the way our culture behaves at this time of year. And it is not godly to go into debt. It is not godly to foster greed. And it is not godly to teach our children 
to, you know, want, want, want the gimme's come out at Christmas. So if that um, episode encouraged you last week to, you know, kind of keep your eyes on him during this season, I would love to hear about it from you and, and, and how you are keeping it simple. So today we're going to talk about specifically, though, um, a little bit about simplifying, but mostly, you know, homeschooling through the holidays, which will include keeping things simple, of course, because that's what I do. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about homeschooling through the holidays. What my family has done through the years to sort of keep my sanity at this time of year. And, you know, if you're out there and you're struggling and you're feeling so overwhelmed, you know, it's December 1st, the season I would say is officially upon us, even though many people have their trees up, it seems, before Thanksgiving already. But, you know, the next few weeks, we're really going to be in the thick of it. As we get closer and closer to Christmas, sometimes the stress level rises. And I'm here to tell you to calm down. It's going to be okay. Jesus doesn't want us stressed over this, you know, day that we celebrate this magnificent thing, Jesus coming to save us. So we do not need to fall into that trap. And our homeschool can be a glorious time of year right now. Yes, I said glorious. I know right now you're like, get out of here. <laughs> I've got books piled up. I've got Christmas presents to shop for. I've got cookies to bake and cookie parties to go to and a tree to put up. And on top of it, I have to grade papers and keep you know everything under control. And so I get it. I know it's really, really hard, but I want to encourage you that this is a beautiful and magical time of year, a time that we are celebrating our Savior. And let's take it back from the culture and let's truly find the joy in Christmas. And that includes in our homeschool. As homeschoolers, we are so blessed, I feel like, at Christmas time. Number one, we don't have to be busy running around. I mean, if our kids were in school, there would be a lot more, I think, um, chaotic chaotic things to do because, you know, you have the Christmas pageant and I don't know, maybe they don't have those anymore, I guess, in public school. But, you you know, you have a lot of like class parties and holiday things. So some of that is eliminated unless, of course, you know, you're in co-ops and, and things like that. But for anybody, I guess this time of year really does bring about a busier schedule. But most importantly, keep your eyes on Jesus. So some of the things that we have done over the years, um, we've, we've celebrated in our homeschool different ways. Number one, I will say that one thing that's pretty consistent, especially when my kids were young, not quite as much now, but when they were young, December, like from Thanksgiving to Christmas was a very different time in our homeschool. We completely like shut down the usual stuff and focused on Christmas. And you know what? If you have little kids out there that you're homeschooling, you can do that. You have the freedom to do that. And I say that more so with little ones because right now I have two high schoolers who I really do need them to complete their work if I want to make a transcript and, you know, fulfill credits and all the things I really don't want to do because it goes against my nature to do all those things, but the things I sort of have to do. Um, but um, so for the younger guys, though, this is the time of year where we, as this is where I say as homeschoolers, we are so blessed because we can make cookies and um, crafts and all these things as part of our schoolwork. So when my kids were younger, um, we usually 
I wouldn't say took off for December. We didn't take off, but we would kind of put the usual studies aside and pull out some special studies and really make December all about Christmas. And we did that a few different ways. So I'm going to tell you those in just a minute. Um, you know, and I've talked about this on the blog. I feel like for us, I call us like um, a seasonal homeschooler. Like I have learned over the years, the rhythm of the year that our homeschool takes. And I have learned that I can't have high hopes in December. So when I say seasonal homeschooler, I'll give you a real quick recap of what I mean. For our family, and every family is different, you know I'm all about not comparing to mine, (laughs) but I'm going to tell you what our family, um, our schedule sort of looks like and how it kind of goes in a rhythm throughout the year. We start in September, sometimes the end of August, um, and we usually get off to a really great start. And usually that first month is when we're all gung-ho because, you know, you had off all summer and you're sort of needing some kind of order and some kind of schedule. And the novelty of school is still fresh, so everybody's like into it for a little while. So I use September to really push through and make sure that we get a lot done and, you know, take advantage of the enthusiasm and the energy and the fact that we don't have a lot of outside social things going on in September because there's not really any holidays. Um, All of the kids that maybe we are friends with that are in school are back in school. So I take advantage of September through October, mid-October, I would say, to sort of, um, you know, get get a lot done. And then what happens is as you head towards Thanksgiving, you sort of go on the downhill and, you know, Thanksgiving is coming and we prep for that. And we usually take off the week of Thanksgiving. So I, I understand the rhythm, you know, so then I usually plan for December to be a month where I don't expect any of like the big, you know, um, science projects or history projects or things like that to get done. I expect the basics and then it's Christmas time. So we incorporate Christmas into our school. And then once Christmas is over, I know that January is going to be a month where we can get a lot done. Now, January is different than September because the energy level is like whoosh gone because it's pretty dark. That's one thing I don't like about January. We still have dark, dark nights, you know, Um, can't get outside in the evenings. Uh, It's cold and snowy usually. So you get snowed in, which isn't always so bad. Sometimes it's fun to be snowed in for a little bit. Um, And even though maybe your energy levels are a little bit down because it is midwinter, I still find that January is a great month to get all those projects done that we wouldn't normally do because there will be less social um, things out of the house just because the nature of the time of year. Again, there's no holidays, you know, interrupting January. There's a lot of time. So looking at the calendar this way, knowing September we get a lot done, you know, then sort of accounting for holiday times, we're not going to get as much done. Then January, February... You know, we can um, we can really push through. And then once spring starts coming, for our family at least, it gets really busy because we travel. So I have to sort of plan my years accordingly. So all that is to say that if you plan your year out somewhat like that in um, 
sort of a rhythm, knowing, you know, and your family's going to be completely different than mine, knowing which months are your months where you might be able to really, you know, get in some of that extra work or those extra projects or those little extra crafts you never have time for, you know, plan out your time, but account for December to not have high expectations of academics. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to learn a ton in December because we have had years where we've learned a ton, but it might just be deviating a little bit from the normal schedule and also don't have expectations that you're going to get a ton done because you know that, you know, I can write down in my book that we're going to work up until the day before Christmas Eve, but I've learned over the years that that is not going to happen because even mommy gets very excited and everybody's sort of, you know, distracted with all the exciting things that are going on. So just don't have huge expectations for December. Don't expect every single day to be like a normal day where you're going to get everything done in your plan. Um, And if you have those lesser expectations, You leave room for enormous blessings. You leave room to open up your home, maybe to have some guests over for Christmas cookies. You open up your day to maybe go put the books aside and go practice some random acts of kindness. You leave your days, you know, to be interrupted by kids addressing Christmas cards and praying over Christmas cards. And you leave your day to be interrupted so that you guys can maybe decorate your tree and make memories. Again, these aren't the usual things in a lesson plan book, but these are things that I promise you are going to be meaningful and your kids and you will learn through them all. So I would encourage you to keep December a little bit short on the expectations, but way open to whatever blessings may come because of this joyous Christmas season. So over the years for December, one year we were doing um, um, American history when the kids were young and we were learning about the pilgrims that year. We had gone to Plymouth uh, and it was just such a great time. We went to Plymouth in September and we were just really gung-ho into learning all this early American history. So that year for December, we did almost like a unit study where I just did a colonial Christmas and we learned all sorts of like fun ways that, you know, in that time period, how they would have celebrated Christmas. So my kids were young at the time. So we were able to do, you know, some of the fun little activities. I remember we made pomander balls. Is that how you say it? Pomander balls? If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's where you get like a, um, a little clementine and you stick these little cloves in it and you put them around the house. We made really simple decorations that year, you know, uh, pretending like we were, you know, back in, back in the old times. And, and, um, we learned about, uh, different types of ways that they would have celebrated in colonial America. And we tried to, um, incorporate that into our studies. We read lots of books about that time period and, um, you know, all focusing on the holidays. And so we did like a little unit study. We didn't do any of our normal activities that year. Um, for, for, you know, history or science or whatever. And, you know, every day we try to at least read and do our math. And then we did 
all these extra just fun Christmas unit study, uh, colonial Christmas unit study type things. And that was a really fun year. And again, we learned so much. Then there was the year, it was the year that we were using the Bible as our main textbook. And if anybody follows me over at my other website, biblebasedhomeschooling.com, you may know that for one year in our homeschool about, let's see now, Six years ago, maybe, we um, threw away all the textbooks for a whole year. We put aside all the curriculum except for math, and we used the Bible as our main textbook. We started reading through Genesis into Exodus we got that year, and we um, took all of our science lessons, all of our writing lessons, all of our history lessons, everything came from the passages we were reading in the Bible. And it was an amazing year. You can read all about that on Bible-based homeschooling. I even have a free ebook on that website. Um, if you click at the top menu bar on ebooks, it'll come down. It's called Bible-based homeschooling, and you can read more about how we did that. But that year, so we were reading through the Bible, and uh, we actually put aside, if we were in Genesis, I guess, at that time, we put aside our regular reading. And for December, we focused on reading through um, Jesus' birth and in the Gospels. And so every day we would read through, and then we would use different resources to teach us about what it was like when Jesus was born. And we spent a great deal of time on the prophecies fulfilled with Jesus' birth, which I just remember being so fascinated with. And we just looked at you know DVDs, we watched movies, we read different books, um, looked at different websites, and it was an amazing way to study. So we learned so much at Christmas time, yet the stress of, you know, our usual um, um, lesson plans was kind of put aside for a little bit, and we just let the Lord teach us, really. And we got to make tons of time for all the fun Christmas things. Again, I can't stress enough that I feel like as homeschoolers, we are just so blessed to be able to enjoy this Christmas season with our families. And we can do all the activities together. And homeschooling allows so much time and flexibility to not be stressed during the holiday season, but to celebrate the blessings that we have and to really be together as a family, take fun little field trips. Um, you know, we're just so blessed for that. So at Christmas time, we as homeschoolers may feel like, oh my goodness, now we have to do homeschool on top of the holiday season. But I look at it as, wow, what a blessing to be able to homeschool during the holiday season. So those are two ways that we um, homeschool differently in December. So you can also find the link on this podcast webpage. I'm putting the link for um, a post that I wrote the year that we you know, used the Bible and just studied for Christmas, our Christmas uh, schooling with the Bible as our main textbook. There was also another year where we um, practiced random acts of kindness. We called it random acts of Christmas kindness. And we took a day, I think it was, a, it might have been more than a day, but at least a day or two to sort of just, you know, this was our school for the day. We didn't, we didn't do any of the other extra stuff. Just put the books aside and focus on 
um, doing random acts of kindness. And some of them that I can recall are we made cookies and brought them to our librarian. You know, everybody says bring them to the fire department and the police department, and um, those are great things. And we actually brought them also to our town hall because we had just moved that year to our new home. So we brought them to our little tiny municipal building in our little tiny town that we live in. And, um, you know, we just said we just moved into town and we absolutely love it here. And we just wanted to, you know, provide some cookies for everybody here. And we also on the cookies leave a little note about, you know, the real meaning of Christmas and why our family celebrates Jesus. So we did that. And we also brought it to the library and we told the librarian, actually, you know, we're homeschoolers. So we use the library all the time. And so we wanted to, you know, wish you a Merry Christmas and here's some cookies for you guys to share. And I'll never forget get how the librarian looked at me like, no one has ever thanked us before. (laughs) So thank your librarian. If you're a homeschooler, you probably use the library quite a bit. So we went to the library and um, handed out, you know, a tray of cookies and they were so astonished, but they were grateful. So that was fun. I just remember they just seemed like, oh, no one's ever done this before for us. So now we do that every year. And, um, we also uh, gave little gifts to our UPS man. I don't know about you, but we have the same UPS man every day. And I say every day, like we get packages all the time, every time we get a package. But at Christmas, it does feel like every day at this time of year. Um, and so it's nice to give you know them a little gift card. They work so hard. Um, and Or, you know, I like to make fudge. I make homemade fudge, which I make it sound so fancy, homemade fudge. It's really not. If you guys are out there, it's like the carnation, um, is it carnation's recipe, I think? But anyway, it's a can of condensed milk and chocolate chips. It's like so easy. And everybody's always like, oh, you make fudge. That's so great. And that's so easy. It's embarrassing. But anyway, I'll make little packages of fudge and I'll give those also, you know, to the UPS man or, you know, whoever we're, we're giving out um, uh, little treats to. My daughter also, the one year that we did this, so we did this like all in one day. We went on this little excursion to, you know, the library and the town hall. And then we went down to the grocery store where the Salvation Army bell ringers usually stand. And it was actually like a really cold and rainy day. So we brought her hot cocoa. And my daughter, that was her idea. She, We stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and we got hot cocoa. And we said, oh, it's so cold and rainy and you're standing out here. And we brought her hot cocoa. And that was another thing where she looked at us like, really? Nobody's ever done that before. So that made us feel good. But there's also a lot of anonymous things that we like to do. You know, um, leaving little dollars in the dollar store section at Christmas time. Um, so that maybe little kids coming through, we were hoping with their mom and maybe they could get those little toys that normally their mom would be like, no, but we left little dollars with little notes. And again, we like to leave a note with our random acts of kindness, letting people know that we're doing these random acts because Jesus died for us. And that's what Christmas is all about. Our savior coming to this earth to be born 
so that one day he would die for us. And we are so grateful that we are giving back and we are telling others about that. So we leave a little note explaining that. And that's always been fun. So, you know, let your kids be involved in as much as you can with your Christmas. Now, I would say as kids get older, I just think about this all the time. You know, I was there with all the little ones. So if you're out there listening and you've got a ton of little ones, you're exhausted, rightfully so. You are just the thought of doing all these things is too much. And if you have little little ones, save it for when they're older. Just sit home and read some books and watch Christmas movies. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do all these things. But I realize as my kids get older, how blessed I am because I delegate. They do so much, you know, they help so much. But as they're starting to get older, if you have little ones and you can have them participate in so much, not only to take some of the um, burden off of you of having to do all kinds of you know different tasks and things, but to get them involved. And ultimately, what are we training our kids for? We're training them for life, right? Someday they are going to know how to do things because mommy involved them in the doing. So when you're writing out Christmas cards, let your children help you do the envelopes or let your children sign the names inside, you know, and, and say you're one of those people like, oh, we don't even sign the names or, oh, we have pre-printed envelopes or, oh, we have, you know, our names printed on them. Well, how about this year letting your child do that? Because I let my kids do that one year because not only did it, you know, count as handwriting, just a lot of Christmas cards. That helped them memorize their addresses. And you know, people don't care if you get if they get an envelope with like that messy, you know, eight-year-old or six-year-old or whatever it is, handwriting on the envelope or a signature. People like that. It's it's you know, it's um it's personal. It's cute. People enjoy that. So it doesn't matter if you say, Oh, my child's handwriting is messy. That's that's the point of Christmas. It's about kids and about, you know, all this fun stuff. So let them write out the envelopes. When they're writing out that return address, I guarantee you after they write out, you know, 50 return addresses, they're going to have their address memorized, right? You can write it out for them and they just simply have to copy it. And they can do a few a day, depending on their age, how old, you know, they are. If they're older, they can do them all in one day. Um, but this will help them practice their handwriting, learn their address, learn how to address an envelope, let them put the stamps on, you know, let them do all that stuff and let them sign the name. Let them write little notes in the Christmas cards if they want to. Let them practice their skills at Christmas time. So that's another great way. And it also takes the stress off of you. You don't have to do all those signatures and envelopes, right? Um, so that's a really great way. In fact, I'm going to be, I started sending out a few cards already because, um, I like to send them out as I get them. So then I know that I sent one to each person that sent it to me. So I already got some. So I had sent those out, but I was thinking how I want to have my kids help with the envelopes. So some people may be getting messy envelopes this year, <laughs> but really, I mean, people love that. It's personal, right? Rather than just getting that computer label on there, a handwritten envelope from a child is a great thing. Um, so also letting them be involved in all of the wrapping of gifts or the, uh, not their gifts, of course, um, letting them help with the wrapping and the baking, because you know what? 
It doesn't have to be perfect. We are training our children. Let them help. I wrapped a few gifts the other day for family members and my eight-year-old, well, sorry, he's nine now. He just turned nine. He helped me wrap them. And honestly, he did a better job than I do because I am not I'm a, I am I'm a terrible rapper. I I am the worst. I'm actually the worst rapper in the entire world. Seriously, when I was in high school, I'm just going to deviate for a second to tell you this funny story. When I was in high school, I worked for a Hallmark store, and at first, I was stocking cards in the little card shelves and doing all kinds of boring, terrible tasks. After six months, they said I could finally go up to the register and, you know, do the checkouts. And then the day came where they said I was allowed to wrap presents. And then that day ended and they said, you will never wrap presents again. (laughs) Oh, the irony of me working in a Hallmark store and wrapping gifts. I don't know. I just, I can't wrap gifts. I'm the worst wrapper in the entire world. So anyway, again, my kids help me with this. And anyway, they'll still do a better job. Even if they were three years old, they do a better job. But even if the job isn't perfect, it is, again, family members, are they really going to like scoff at your wrapping job? And especially if they know that your child took the time to wrap the gifts. So what if it's not perfect? Sometimes you can even do that, like making homemade wrapping paper and letting them just, you know, let them be creative. Let them decorate the gifts. It's fun and it's getting them involved and it's showing them that, you know, we're giving gifts to others and we're taking the time to show someone else we care about them and it's getting them involved in the whole process and it's getting them involved in sort of taking their mind off of the gimmies, what am I going to get, and letting them help as you bless somebody else with a gift. So let them be involved in that. Let them be involved in the Christmas baking. If you're one of those people who do a lot of cookies or baking during the Christmas season, let them help. Again, real life training, homemaking, um, cooking, those are all real life training. Again, it's also school because you can incorporate math into the um, recipes and into baking and, you know, you can totally turn these things, but you don't have to stress yourself out over it. Let it naturally happen. You know, if you're making cookies and you have to double a recipe rather than quickly just double it in your head and do it, say to your child, even if you know the answer, you know, say to your child, could you help me here? I want to double this recipe. And it says, I need a cup of sugar. How do I, how do Now I want to double it, or I need a cup and a half of flour. How do I double it? And let them help you. It's so simple and so easy, and you're still going to be learning. And I promise you that if you put all the books away for December and you just focused on doing things together and, you know, learning and most importantly, engaging with your child during this time, you are, they are still going to be learning so much. There's so much to be learned at Christmas time. Most importantly, life skills and how, you know, family traditions can be passed on from one generation to the next. So let them be involved in everything. You know, this is the time of year that we should be anticipating our Savior, not swamped in stuff, right? Let's show our children 
the joy of knowing our Savior by how we behave during this season. If we show our children that, oh, it's Christmas time, and that means mommy's going to be stressed, and we're going to be busy, and everybody's going to be running around, and mommy's upset because she has so much to do, and her to-do list is so long, that's going to be what they think Christmas is about, right? But if we show them, wow, this is such a fun and magical and special time of year. And, and we keep talking about this Savior. Who is this Savior? Who is this Jesus? I want to know Him. We need to teach our children the joy of our Savior. This is a season of anticipation of what is to come. Let's show our children that we are anticipating our Savior, Jesus. It isn't about stores and malls and shopping and being busy and having a perfect house or perfect decorations. None of that has anything to do with Jesus. We want to show our children we are so grateful and so blessed that we are celebrating. And celebrations are a happy time and a joyous time, not a stressful time. So we all get overwhelmed when our to-do list gets too long. But let's remember that Jesus does not want us to behave that way over a time where we should be anticipating his birth. There's, like I said, there is nothing godly about getting stressed and overwhelmed about the holidays. Our behavior should honor him most of all. So pass down that to your children. When you're, when you're in your homeschool for December right now, like I said, it's December 1st. We have a couple of weeks now, a month until or less, until we are going to be um, celebrating that day of Jesus' birth. How can we still continue to, you know, have our homeschool, you know, going, right? We're still learning. But how do we make it so that we don't become resentful and and stressed and say, we have so much to do and now I still have to homeschool on top of it. Some people just take the whole entire month off, which is wonderful, you know, if you're able to schedule that. But remember, even when you're off, like technically off from the regular books or the lesson plans, you are on, right? You are learning. You are immersing your child in life. You are preparing them for real life. And most importantly, you are preparing them for your Savior's birth. So remember, no matter how many books you open this December, you can still be learning so much. Read the Gospels. Learn about Jesus' birth. Practice random acts of kindness. Incorporate your lessons into your Christmas activities. And most of all, celebrate. Celebrate that our Savior came down into this world to be born, to live, to show us how to live, and then to die for us. Christmas is not something that needs to be feel like a burden. Oh no, may it not feel like a burden. May it only feel like a blessing. I encourage you this Christmas, as you are um, homeschooling, keep your eyes fixed on Him. Keep your eyes fixed on the reason for the season. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. There's so many resources out there to help you um, with Christmas studies. You can just study like, you can study 
just, you know, like I said, Jesus's birth. You can study symbols of Christmas. You can study um, what the world was like at that time when Jesus was born. I remember when we studied that in our, our studies, which I have the link on the podcast page here, um, just learning how Jesus needed to be born, when he was born, where he was born. It was all such a perfect plan of God's. I mean, when you when you have older kids, you can really get into the history, the prophecies, the theology. There is so much there you can get into. With little ones, there's still so much that you can talk about, whether it's um, doing, like I said, a unit study on a historical time period or study, you know, different cultures around the world and how they celebrate Christmas, or just go back to that little baby in the manger wrapped in those swaddling clothes, and learn about that. Whatever you decide to do, it will be meaningful if you are focused on Jesus. There's some really great books out there that can help you. One of the ones I always loved was called The Three Trees. Um, we read that every year at Christmas time. Oh, and also, I mean, this is just a side note. I love the Little House on the Prairie Christmas episode. Um, and there's a Little House on the Prairie Christmas book. We always pull that out at Christmas time. So there's a lot of great resources out there to just keep you um, focused and keep your eyes on Jesus. Um, so I also want to remind you that Apologia has sponsored this podcast episode, and they have that free resource available called Good Tidings. And it is 40 pages of articles that are encouraging devotionals, copywork, art projects, science lessons, and is completely free. The link is on the podcast page. It is homeschool-101-com slash good tidings. That right there could be your curriculum for December, right? Just doing some copy work, copying some um, Bible verses from the Gospels and, you know, devotionals, art projects, science lessons that are all focused on Jesus. That's the way to go for December. And that's the way you can homeschool through the holidays and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Remember, we are so blessed that we can homeschool at this time of year and we can focus on the true meaning of this season. So I hope this podcast episode encouraged you to homeschool through the holidays and not let it stress you. I would encourage you also keep the conversation going. Let me know, how are you homeschooling through the holidays? I'll be sharing a lot on Instagram and Instagram stories this month. I love to use Instagram stories. So if you're not following me over there, you can see little snippets of our day. I share the good, the bad, sometimes the ugly. No, (laughs) I try to share little real snippets of our life over there. Um, But you can follow me at Simply Living for Him on Instagram. Like I said, especially Instagram stories. I'll be sharing a lot of little ideas and how to homeschool through the holidays and through the Christmas season. Don't let the enemy steal your Christmas joy. Um, Get out there and, and say that this is going to be the best December yet. Also, continue the conversation on the Facebook page. Let me know how you're keeping it simple or how you're homeschooling through the holidays. What are you doing? Even if you've thrown out all the books for December, how is your family celebrating our Savior. Also, you can go over and download this podcast on iTunes. I would love for you to rate and review this podcast. If it is a blessing to you, let others know by rating and reviewing it. That really helps me to get my message out there. Um, And one more thing I just wanted to say, we are giving back over here at Simply Living for Him. We have been so blessed lately um, with sponsors such as Apologia with this podcast and various sponsors over at Bible-based homeschooling that are 
I have been actually able to lower the price of our Simply Living for Him retreat in July uh, in 2018 in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And right now we have retreat tickets down um, practically half the cost. So please go over to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. If you plan on coming, register today because I want you to secure your spot in case we run out of uh, spaces. Since we lowered the price, I am expecting to get more registrations. So you can find all that information at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. And I, um, like I said, continue the conversation on the Facebook page. And you can also find everything I talked about in this episode. If there were any specific links or information you need to know, it will be in the website for this podcast at Simply Living For Him. And I hope you have a beautiful Christmas season. Uh, let me know how you're homeschooling through the holidays. If you're not a homeschooler and you've listened anyway, let me know how you are celebrating the holidays with your family. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.